What up, Cubs fans? Man, I sound like Ron Luce there. Uh, <laughs> this is Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. I'm your co-host, Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap, and I'm joined with my guy, Joe Maris. I feel like every show I've done in the last like month, it's been with Joe, which is okay. Yeah. Not complaining about it. Not complaining. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's become a very normal thing. Uh, Joe, obviously we're here before the game has ended because it's just an absolute shit show at Wrigley Field tonight. Um, but how you doing, man? How We're, we're going to try and make this as fun as possible. Mm-hmm. So how you doing? <laughs> Can't complain. What do you mean? <laughs> Jason Corbin Can't Burns, complain. what did you what did you expect? What'd you expect? Yeah. Okay, so if, if you've been under a rock all night, Corbin Burns has 14 strikeouts through seven innings with like 77 pitches. Uh sources say that's not great, Bob. That's not that's not good for the Cubs. Uh as dope Redbeard, shout out to Aaron. He's always in the stream. He says, We suck again. Ha ha ha. Uh who's the actor who always says that in the in the Adam Sandler movie? Rob Schneider, yes, thank you. I should have fucking known that. Um, anyway, shout out to Dope Redbeard for being in the stream. Uh, spin zone, Canario hit another tank tonight, though. That's not four and four straight days, though. Those have been just absolutely beautiful to watch. I'm not sure if it's four. I thought it was like three or four in like four consecutive days. Someone tell us. Someone Whatever tell it is, us. it's beautiful. Yeah, he's uh. Uh, he was part of the Chris Bryant trade, so yep. it'll be interesting to see how fast he comes up. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm he's wondering. He's like, Bend, right? yeah, he's a South Ben. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I, uh, I don't want to rush, but I'm also like, way, way, don't want to go through this kind of pain next year. I don't think we should have to, to be honest with you. And I could go I into a whole spiel about that, but. You know, uh, that would that's really not even what this tonight's show is all about. But um, we got some comments here. Let's see. Dope Redbeard says, I think he's a nine game hitting streak with four straight bombs. Yeah, I thought and he's talking about Canario. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought that was something like that. So, yeah, he's killing it down there. Um, Scott from Iowa, he says, what's worse tonight's game or finding out my son's football team that I'm coaching is the Packers? Oof. What? Like is the is it like a like a what are, what are those like little league football teams called like uh not Pee Wee something, something like that, that. something yeah. like that and they what did they name them after like NFL teams like everyone yeah, who just, played little league had played on the Cubs or something like right, that right right you know? yeah Dope Redbeard did uh, confirm four straight bombs yep Dope Red Redbeard did confirm four straight bombs nine game history for Canario. Like that. You could call him up right now. He'd probably be the best hitter on the in the on the in the lineup for the Cubs. Maybe <laughs> outside of Rafael Ortega. And on um, and on, on top of that, uh, good news. Or on top of that, good news. Keegan Thompson yesterday pitched for Iowa. Fifty-five pitches, thirty-five or uh, thirty-four strikes, four innings, three hits, no runs, and two strikeouts. Uh, fifty-five pitches, thirty-four strikes, pretty solid showing. Yeah. So I mean that's another, that's another thing, especially since we are going to see him very soon. Yeah, no, I think he'll probably get what a couple more, a couple more. Yeah, so he, if there. he only threw fifty-five pitches, I mean I don't, I don't know, fifty-five pitches is not a lot. But then again, Steele only threw like seventy something yesterday. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I, like maybe we're right. two more. 
Right. Yeah. So yeah, who know. yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, it's I a think, good sign though. Mm-hmm. It's a good sign. I think they probably want to get him to 75, just like how Steele was. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Ju- uh, Kyle Hendricks, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, and who else in the rotation next year? Or in Alec Mills. So who's like, if there was one free agent arm out there and you wanted them to be like a bottom of your rotation type guy, is there a guy out there that you've thought about that you think that, that could be good on the Cubs? Um, not named Jake Arrieta, right? <laughs> Ron is Ron is always talking about Marcus Stroman. He's in love with that idea. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't think he's a a great fit for the rotate. Just like the culture. I don't. There's not like especially in the. I mean, maybe him coming would change that culture to make it more of an exciting thing. But it seems like you know, especially with Hendricks and Alec Mills, it's very bland rotation yeah. so but maybe maybe marcus stroman coming and help change that um nothing's popping off the top of my head i i'm not positive what the free agent class is for starting pitchers it's not i mean mm-hmm. just i i'm sure marcus i think marcus stroman is probably the top candidate if, if i can remember right but i'm not sure yeah i'm I looking think at marcus Syndergaard is in there too some oh no joe you froze and we're live. That's not great. Oh no. Uh well guys, while Joe gets his internet figured out, um I will uh, continue. Hopefully he can jump back in. He's talking about we were talking about Marcus Stroman and uh Marcus Stroman 2 2.83 ERA this year in 23 games, 23 starts, obviously 127 innings. That's not bad. Seven wins, 11 losses. And win-loss record doesn't mean anything in baseball. Never has, never will. Uh, As much as I love talking all about the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the 20 game winners and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. They're, they're, (laughs) Joe's in the comments. My internet doesn't want to hear me talk. Yeah, man. I'm removing you. It's just me now. So I'm just going to like hang out and we'll see when you come back. If, if it were, if you, if you do, if not, I guess I'll do this alone. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who else could be that guy. Marcus Stroman. I I'm kind of with Joe. I don't know if he fits and I've never been the biggest Marcus Stroman guy. I mean, he hasn't pitched more than, 150 he's pitched more than 150 innings twice in his career and he's been in the league for seven years um he's had some injury problems um yeah i don't know it'd be interesting uh, i don't i don't know if i don't know if he would be a good fit um i will say i do like dope redbeard's idea how about uh carlos rodon but I don't think he leaves the White Sox either. Of course, the White Sox, they don't pay anyone. Um, that's not even like slander. That's just the truth. They never pay anyone. The The most they've ever paid someone was Yasmani Grandal, and that was like $80 million. So, I, of course, Rodon, this is like his one good year. Well, he was a decent. Ah, Joe is back. I think. I don't know. We're having a tough scene. He is frozen again. Okay, I'm gonna remove him. Um, 
but Rodon, yeah, he's you know he's solid. He's been good all year. He's going through a dead arm situation right now because he's never pitched this many innings. I'm in, I I would be interested to see what his market is though. The Cubs were kind of in on him going into this offseason, and he was someone that or the last offseason he was someone that I wanted them to get, and then they didn't, and I was kind of mad about it. So maybe they should hire me to be in the front office, huh? Yeah. I'm just saying. So, um, who else? Let's see here. Dope Redbeard, you're making this job so much easier since Joe's internet sucks here. Is he back? He's back. I might be back. We'll try one more time. Move your mic back a little bit there, brother. There you go. Too close? Or just a little too close there. Um, I've been kind of all over the place since you left because we were talking mm-hmm. about pitchers. Um, but Dope Redbeard's really helping out. He mentions uh, wouldn't mind giving Gossman a look, but he might command some money with the season he's having. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very, very true. Uh, but, yeah, he's been very good. I mean, we saw it ourselves. He he dominated the Cubs mm-hmm. this year in his one start against them. I don't, um, I don't there's... really I don't really think it's the best idea in this offseason to maybe look at top of the line starters, especially with the free agents, the class that's coming. Maybe they're maybe they're more looking at to fill out the bottom of the rotation or just lengthen it um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe go for it the year after or in a, or in a trade or something. I, I, I just because, you know, we all want to be back in the hunt and stuff doesn't mean it's going to happen right right away or that it's best for it to happen right away. You, you got to take what's given and what's mm. being given doesn't seem like it's the greatest this coming off season. Yeah. Well, and that's why I said like bottom of the rotation. I didn't even ask for like top of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's uh it's just, I do think that like, when I think about bottom of the rotation guys, like, in, for instance, in 2015, Kyle Hendricks was like the number five starter in the Cubs rotation. And then in 2016, he went from starting the season as the number five guy to being like the number three guy would have been number two if Luster and Arietta weren't so good. Like, they kind of found a diamond in the rough, and then Kyle Hendricks turned out to be as consistent as a pitcher the Cubs have ever had. And someone who, honestly, if he pitches like this for another five, six years, the Cubs Cubs will have to eventually extend him. But, you know, if he like if he plays or pitches like he has the last three, four years for another, you know, four or five years, you can argue put a damn statue out there Mm -hmm. for him, too, because like he's just he's been very good throughout his entire career at the Cubs. And, you know, I. The thing is, is whenever he started with the Cubs, they didn't have high expectations of him. I mean, he was scouted as like a number four starter, mm-hmm. you know. So, Dope Redbeard mentioned Carlos Rodon, who, if it wasn't for injuries, he probably would have never been non-tendered by the White Sox and then picked up by them like in the offseason anyway. But he's also never pitched as many innings as he has this year, and which is why he's going through like a dead arm syndrome right now and he got put on the il but i'm interested to see like how he pitches the rest of the year in the postseason because it's going to depend on how much money he gets joe your internet sucks man what is going on with your internet you froze again hey look at that oh there you're back cool 
I was about to text you and just say, move on without me. <laughs> um, Dope Redbeard says again, I could use, I could see a rotation next year. Hendricks, Owsley, Steele, Thompson, Davies. If they bring back Zach Davies, I might go jump into Lake Michigan, brother. Quite literally. I think it'll depend on what kind of free agents, like what, what kind of uh, success they have in free agency. If they bring back Davies or not, if they feel like they're having a very competitive one, I, I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to see him come back. But I think if they're maybe thinking of postponing that success to the next season or hoping for that success, success the next free agents uh, season, mm-hmm. then you'll see Davies back. I would rather like give someone like, I don't know. Like I'm looking at a list like, I don't know what James Paxson's done, but like if you, I know he hasn't been able to stay healthy for the last couple years. Like, I don't know. Like maybe someone like that, maybe the Cubs can get him to rebound. I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, I'm here. Noah Syndergaard's another name that we haven't mentioned, and he would probably be cheap because he's not pitching at all this year. Um, and you know, like he's had injury problems too. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm interested in what his free agent market would be, but it can't be too much. No one's gonna give him a ton of money. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think the Cubs are gonna go after a ton of guys that have the injury history uh, because what kind of, you know, there really is no upside to that, especially yeah. if they have, they call, they call a little bit of a higher price because if they are injured all year, they literally provide nothing. They don't, they can't provide a trade. They can't provide any trade value if they're on the field mm-hmm. and the Cubs see who knows what the Cubs season next year is going to look like. They might be looking to flip guys. Yeah, you know, not as extreme as this last season, but like that, just like I mean, look how how we ended up getting Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope, or um, who was who was the pitcher in that trade? Feldman, Feldman, and right. Steve Clevenger, right? For those two guys, right? And obviously, it's an extreme case, but that's like the, the that is a very possible situation that the Cubs are in next season. So mm-hmm. you need guys that you are confident will be on the on the mound or on the field in general, not necessarily a pitcher for yeah. that. Like that's like has to be worst case scenario. And Zach Davies is one of those guys. I guess I just right, would. Right. It, it would sucks. just be very it would not be fun. It would not get fans excited, it would not give people to want to go and buy tickets. I really think were, you, I really think there's a very high chance you see Trevor Williams back again. Especially with him being optioned, I mean, he's in the minors right now. They yeah. might be able to f- sign him on a minor league contract. <laughs> like who knows? Yeah. Like if you could, if they cut sign Trevor Williams on a minor league contract, mm. I would be I would be really happy. Just because like there is no downside because he could just spend the entire year in the minors. Oh, like even it wouldn't even. I guess I wouldn't mind it if it meant that like there was a pitcher that could be called up next year. And right now I don't know who that guy would be. Like maybe Ryan Jensen, like Ryan Jensen might be the closest thing to mm-hmm. that. Maybe he spent most of the year in South Bend. Like maybe next year they star him in double a and you know, he moves up the ranks and by mid season he's, 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 you know, in triple a and, mm-hmm. you know, comes up in September. I don't know. Like, like I keep hearing all, ever since like the Cubs have started this rebuild, all I keep hearing is like no one really cares what people are doing in Triple A. People just care what you're doing in like single and double A, and like like it's like it. It really doesn't matter what you're doing when you get to Triple A. It's just all about 
like the, there's a significant difference between the talent levels from single and double A. Mm-hmm. So I, but I, you know, with pitchers, it's different though. You know, like what we what we saw from Justin Steele yesterday. The people who were down on it were like, well, he wasn't. He was throwing like ninety to 94, 91, 94. Um, and he only had one strikeout and, you know, gave up the homers, whatever. And, but then also, you know, we gave you a quality outing five innings, three earned. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't the best start. It wasn't, well, I think you gotta take uh, the weather into account yesterday. Yeah. And you take the weather for sure. For sure. There, there is, I, what I'm trying to say is that you, there's growing pains with young pitchers when they come mm-hmm. up, like, like there's very few where you don't have that. <laughs> And I feel like with with Steele and Thompson, we probably will have that. Um, just I mean, he, that got, he, he got outs for five innings with only one strikeout. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty positive sign of maturity. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I again, I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that it also wasn't just the most fantastic thing in the world either. Of course not. So, so it's and I think it's just all part of the learning curve. And you're mm-hmm. gonna get this same thing with Thompson. And then Alzale is interesting because, you know, I feel like he's he had such a great start against the White Sox. It was kind of like a turning corner from him. You know, he gave up the hard hit to, to Mankata on Saturday uh, or whatever day it was, and then he was really good after that. Mm-hmm. That lineup's really fucking good. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping he builds off of him. I mean, he went six and two-thirds in that one. So you're just kind of hoping that these last – the last, like, four or five starts he has – like he's, it's kind of showing him turn the corner because if he does, if he, you know, gives you six, seven innings in that last, these last month and a half of the season, like that has you feeling a lot different about him going into next year. Again, don't think they need like a top arm or anything, but like just the innings eater, like their own version of Edwin Jackson, but just like actually like serviceable, like mm-hmm. good, you know, like when Theo signed Edwin Jackson, people thought he was at least going to eat innings. And he barely did that. He he helped the tank, man. That's all he did. <laughs> I mean, we have Jake Arrieta eating innings right now, but he's not even like good enough to like. To I don't even think he's 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 looking like Edwin Jackson out there. To be honest with you, what kind of deal did they sign him? I don't even know. With Arietta or Edwin Jackson? Yeah, Arietta. Was that one? It's year? like two year or one year with the with a club option for next yeah. year. That they're not going to pick up because I think he makes ten million next year if they pick it up. Yeah. They're sure as hell not going to pick that up. And if they nope. did, then they need to fire Jed. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a hot take for you, but mm-hmm. they're not going to do that. So you're going to see Arietta's, you're going to see Arietta's name floating around like, hey, Jake Arietta's throwing a bullpen for <laughs> ten teams, and it's like the middle of May, like with yeah. Cole Hamels, except like nobody's mm-hmm. excited for it, right? Uh, Cody Hoyer's coming in the game now for the Cubs, so that's exciting, I guess. You excited? Yeah, I've I've liked what I've seen of Cody Hoyer, to be honest. Yeah, no, I have too. I have that, too. That arm angle is pretty funky, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, strikeout update for Corbin Burns. He's got he's gone eight innings, fifteen strikeouts. So he's not going to get Kerry Woods' freaking record. So hey, suck on that, strike. Milwaukee. Drop their strikes. Well, he threw 22 pitches last inning. I doubt they'll put him back out there. He's at 99. Yeah, they're not going to do that. In a game yeah. like this, they should honestly they should have taken him out of the seventh if they're thinking long term about him. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, long um, 70. The difference between 77 and 99 pitches is really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but um, so I tweeted tonight 
uh what the that tweet i tagged you and joe and was mm-hmm. just like you know submit some questions to us and we'll read them off and whatever because like what is there to talk about this game there really right. isn't you know what i mean so um uh not many people really participated but i will read one this first one's from uh gareth from iowa's his question is is wisdom part of the 2022 nl central champion cubs and uh, I'll just start with saying that if they're winning the division next year, I feel like Patrick Wisdom is part of the team. I think he's earned himself a spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What do you think? I think if we're assuming that the Cubs are 2022 NL Central champs, that Patrick Wisdom could continues this, you know, what what he's done this year into next year and does it over 140, 150 games. So I think, yeah, those two have to go together. Uh, mm. I mean, he's earned a spot on the team next year. There's no question about it. Whether he's able yeah. to continue the success, we'll just have to wait and see. But right. he's got the job. Like he's whether it's an everyday job, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's got a job. Uh, I don't know if you noticed or if you saw it in the Cubs Slack. Um, there was like a graphic. Someone like made a graphic and they had like next year's squad like in the names or whatever on a diamond. Mm-hmm. And they had Mad Duffy at third and Patrick Wisdom at first. And I think I, I, I'm high on Mad Duffy. Like if you've listened to the show all season, like I've been very high on Mad Duffy. But I think Mad Duffy is better off as your like utility guy playing mm-hmm. either like playing either third or second base, one of those two, maybe some short if you absolutely need it. Well, into. I, don't think... I, I, I think Go you're ahead. I think you're right based on the fact that in that same picture it was magical and horner playing second and short you can't have another guy who can't hit a home run (laughs) right so i would personally like wisdom at third base oh he's great there at third base and sign re-sign fucking rizzo and you know i think and again matt Duffy could be off the i don't know man i don't know there's still hope but like if matt if matt duffy Nico Horner, Nick Magical, and Patrick Wisdom are this team's infield next year. We should all fucking riot outside the fucking marquee. Like that's not gonna that's not gonna get it done. Bro. No, they'll. I think they'll sign a first baseman. Uh, I don't know if Matt Duffy is a is he what kind of deal is he on? He's just like on a one year deal, man. Like so I I don't think the Cubs are gonna re-sign him. I, I think he's I think, better. I think he's better off going to a place where he can actually yeah. fulfill a role the Cubs don't like if you're not competing what what kind of role does a I mean a utility guy is always needed you know that's why mm-hmm. it's utility but like it, it's just not as necessary on a team that's not play, like probably going to compete I so, think he's worth came, bringing back if he can stay healthy and then you can mm-hmm. flip him at the deadline I, would, yeah, I, I, I totally would not be upset if Matt Duffy was on the Cubs next year I just I, I don't see it making sense for him necessarily. Yeah. So I think no, I get what you're saying, are, yeah, I think his services are better off somewhere else. I mean, he's going to get similarly. He's not going to get a ton of money and he'll get that same amount likely somewhere else. Yeah. Like if Maybe. you're not telling me the Dodgers couldn't take him right now, the Dodgers need like the Dodgers need like every like position right now. They're dropping like flies. Yeah, I guess they just got Trey Turner himself. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, 
I, I understand what you mean. Like, it's it, gonna be, I mean, it's going to be a team like that, like how the Cubs were yeah. like, kind of like hoping to be this just year. Just try to try to like just bolster depth. Yes, right. I agree. Right. He's like, like for sure, he could definitely be that for sure. I just think that if you're if you if you want if you want to have some depth and have also have some pieces to flip at the deadline, I don't. I mean, Matt Duffy, he had a great April and was having a decent May until he put they put him on the, the IL for two and a half months, and he's been very blah since he's came back. So he hasn't really proved anything that we didn't know. Right. You know, he's a good contact bat. We have a lot of contact bats. But, I, again, I don't think he should be a starter every day. I think he should be a utility guy, and he would be a utility guy on any other team. So I don't know. All I'm The point of what I'm saying is, is <laughs> if – like Patrick Wisdom should be the third baseman next year, even I if they so. did find a way to re-sign Chris Bryant. But Chris Bryant would be in the outfield. Like he's got to go to the outfield full time at this point in his career, in my opinion. Um, but whatever. And it, I, I, it's just give like it's just pointing to like what the Cubs could do with bringing back one of those guys. And I feel like Rizzo would be the most likely one. Yeah. Everything that's been said in media and everything, it is what it is. Maybe they air out air out their grievances and they come together in the offseason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um anyway, let's move on to the next question. Who do you guys want to see as September call-ups? Also, do we see guys like Davies, Ortega, and Hap offer contracts at the end of the year? So that's two questions from Dope Redbeard from earlier tonight. Um, thank you, Aaron, for always participating. Uh, I'll start. Um, as far as September call-ups, I do keep hearing a lot about Ben Leeper and AAA. Um, uh, Michael Hermosillo, I would actually like him now. Like, not not September, but like now. And then also Nick Martini, I think, deserves mm-hmm. to be on the roster. He could he would probably have a better at-bat than fucking Ian Happ does or is having the last, like, two weeks. Um, I like Ian Happ, man. I do. But I also... Like this guy's, it's just like Albert Almora. He has been giving, been given every fucking chance to be the everyday center fielder, and this guy's hitting like 180. You mm. know what I mean? Like, either take the job or go. Like that. I, that's what it is. At the end of the day, man. It, and I say it like because I care, not because I don't like him, but he's been given every chance. And there are other guys who didn't get chances who have gone on to other places and been good. A la Tommy Lastella is a good example. He was a bench guy, didn't get everyday at bats, gets traded to the Angels, turns into one of the best contact hitters in the game. Now he's with the Giants, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best example. I because Tommy Lastella is not an everyday player. But I, I, I understand what you mean. Like you're totally right about Ian Happ being you know, get it, having every single opportunity and more. he has he definitely you're, has right. man. i will argue that forever no he you're has. totally right <laughs> and that's and, and you're right at some point like you have to do something like you you you're not showing much promise he had a mm-hmm. good 2020 but then he kind of honestly tailed off like it's not like he didn't sustain it through the entire season right so uh, that doesn't that doesn't maybe give you the most optimism. Um, I think they're going to give him one more chance. <laughs> I was so honest. wrong. I was so wrong about Tommy Lestella this year. Maybe it's because he's been hurt. 
He only, just, he only has 87 at bats, but before this year, he was killing it, man. But he's he just not an, he's not an like an everyday player. That's true. That's the difference. I, I understand the sentiment, but he's he, yeah. he's just not an everyday player. Um, he definitely got well, that's so fucking crazy. Well, no, okay. In 2019, he was an all star. I was looking at the wrong dates. He was, was an all star. Like, he was an all star in 2019. He was also. Yeah, he was 30 years old, 2019 All Star with the Angels. Had 321 play at bat or play appearances. Hit two 295, 346, 486, 16 homers. This is the best year mm-hmm. of his career. But I'm I don't know if you remember. I believe he didn't even get to go to the All Star game because he got hurt like right before it. Really? Yeah. But and, I, yeah, uh, I I think you're gonna see Hap for one one more season if he's not if and if. If he continues this, he, he they're not even going to wait to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, Omar Navarez just hit a two-run homer, so it's now ten to nothing. Nice. <laughs> um. So, what are some September call-ups that uh, you're interested in, perhaps? Or did I say them all? And if I did, I'm sorry. No. Um. I mean, Hermosillo is, is is a good one. I think. A guy who just has not been able to find his way in the major league roster is Ian Miller. Like that yeah. guy, I mean, he's not like a young prospect, but that man deserves a shot to it if yeah. he's to earn himself a job, whether it's with the Cubs or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good one. Nick Martini, you're totally right. I mean, he had a chance for a little bit, but at this point, might as well. Like, what what's your reasoning as to not? And then other than I mean, that, I mean, it's, it's just pitchers like Ben Leeper would be great. It would just be great to see some, you know, young arms just continue yeah. seeing the young arms. The position, I mean, there's not really a lot of ready position players for the Cubs or like yeah. anywhere near. Um, Except for Brennan Davis, perhaps, but you're not going to call him. You're not going to no, call him up, though. You're no, not this call is not up. the right time. No, no. no. I, but if, I, if, I, if yeah. I had to choose one, I, he would be the one that I would be like, yeah, he's ready to go, but he's not. He's definitely not. Like, ready. at some point, we have to see Miguel Amaya. I mean, I don't. this is yeah. probably not the year to do it, but at some point, we have to see a Miguel Amaya. Yeah. And then Braylon Marquez, he really hasn't I – don't, I don't think he's pitched at all this year, so we're not seeing no, him dude. this year again. No. Um, other than that, yeah, Hermosillo, Ian Miller, Ben Leeper, it's – it, that that's really the ones that come to mind. Nick Martini. There's nothing like, oh, we got to see this guy. We got to see this guy. There's none of that right now. Yeah, there really isn't. Um, dope Redbeard in the comments. He's with us. He says Hap and Dylan Maples are two guys that have had their hand held for too long. Mm-hmm. I would agree, especially about fucking Dylan Maples. But you know why I'm actually okay that they've held on to him as long as they have? Because you fucking know. You fucking know, Joe, that the moment they let him go, he's going to go to another team and they're going to figure him out. And then we're going to look like a bunch of fucks. You know, I don't it. think so. I don't. I, 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 don't I, I, so. I definitely feel like that that would happen. It would be so cubes. It would be so cubes. And I think but at some point, you like, I'm willing to be wrong at Dylan Maples at this point. <laughs> I'm with you. I really like it. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's one of the most frustrating guys the Cubs have ever had that I'm just kind of like what. But you know, I don't try to compare Ian Happ and Albert Almora, but I mean, you just look at the trajectory of their careers with the Cubs and it's like literally the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it really is. 
Maybe they called up Ian Happ too early, but he had a great 2017. I think he had almost a two war in his rookie year. That's pretty good for your for a rookie season. And yeah, then ever think- since like 2018, he had a down year. 2019 started the year in the minors because he had a bad 2018. It let, like had a strikeout rate above 36, 35 percent in 2018. Starts the year in the minors 2019 to get his strikeout rate down. Comes up, he's fucking hot. You know, whatever it was hot for a month in 2020. And now he's back to 2018 version of Ian Happ. And it's even worse, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't know, man. It's uh, I don't want to send him down. It's not that I say that we should send him down because that's not going to help his confidence at all. But like he's also a guy that's like it'd be so it'd be so Cubs for him to go to another team and figure it out because mm-hmm. he is only 26. He has more talent than Albert Almora. I'll say that much. Definitely. But, I mean, there's like there's there's stuff there's stuff there. That's what that's the frustrating part. Mm. Like there's something there. I mean, you wouldn't get this many shots if there wasn't something there. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Just like don't rip it if you want to throw that comment up. The center field has not has not been a secure position for the Cubs since Dexter left, which is yeah. completely right. That. Yeah. And the leadoff spot, which goes hand in hand. John Jay, man. John Jay. They should have kept him around after 2017. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we still wouldn't. We wouldn't have him now. But, I mean, 2018, 2019 might have been a little bit different if they kept John Jay around. He was was the freaking leadoff man going into the postseason for, for the Cubs in 2017. But, yeah, ever since he left, it's been tough scene out there. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, they have oh. been figured out the leadoff spot, and like nobody on the roster is leadoff like has like leadoff hitter qualities. Yeah, that's the frustrating I, part. I mean, I will say Ortega looks nice out in center. He doesn't look like a bad outfielder. Yeah, I just the, don't. The, I right like the right now yeah. he's a hot hitter. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome for him. He's gonna earn himself a job, which is just this is that's why it's awesome. You know, he's earning himself a job by going out there and and having success. But like, what kind of faith do you have that it's like, I feel like he would be, I feel like he would be a good, like fourth outfielder. Like he was like the sixth outfielder before everyone was traded. Right. So Mm -hmm. he got like no chances, but I feel like he'd be a solid fourth outfielder, left-handed bat off the bench, like Mm -hmm. decent defense, has some speed, has a nice, like, his pl- his approach isn't bad, but do I want him playing in center field every fucking day? No, exactly. So, um, let's see here. What else is Dope Redbeard saying? He, he says, what, what kind of qualities do you want as a leadoff hitter? Um, yeah, I mean, you're it, it's it's subjective. Like, it's not. It depends on what kind of offense you're looking for. First off, like Dexter was perfect for what the Cubs needed because he still like he could provide literally like he could hit a leadoff home run. He could, you know, he could walk, steal a base. And obviously that's just describing a player like a good player. So that's, you know, it's hard. It's not easy to find, but he just got on base. Like at the end of the right. day, your leadoff hitter, it's someone who got on base. Dexter Fowler had a career year in 2016. Go right. look on freaking baseball reference. His I mean, career high on base percentage was in 2016. He had like a mm-hmm. 380 on base or some shit like that. I remember it was the whole you go, we go. 
Yep. Like from yeah. Matt Joe Madden to Dexter Fowler. Like it was it was stuff like that. And Nico and Magical, I don't know if those guys really fit the bill because they're better suited. Keep like they're not the guys that get the ball rolling. They're the ones that keep it rolling. If if that makes mm. sense. They're the guys that they're the guys who I mean they're not going to be like you know run dry. You're not going to run uh, providers, but they're yeah. going to get that guy from second to third. They're going to get that guy in from third with a fly ball or a ground ball. Like those, they're those guys. And that's why like mm. they fit in the two hole or they fit the eight hole. That's the, that's I mean, what ma- sucks. Magical was batting lead off for the white Sox this year. Right. And it's not, and it's not the worst thing, you know, it's, but I, mean, I think next year magical will start out as the lead off hitter. Like, I think yeah. they're just going to roll with that. I and think I'm if okay nothing changes. That. Yeah. If I don't think, I think if nothing changes, that's probably what it is. And, and that wouldn't have sent me whatsoever. But like, like, like I said, like he, like they're the guys that keep the ball rolling. They're not the ones that start the innings. Yeah. They can be, but right. they're not. Yeah. They're the guys that you can depend on to move the runner and get them in like baseball. Like that's stuff that, that that's how you succeed when stuff's not going your way mm. is make is keeping runners moving. Yeah. Well, the Cubs are going. We got the bottom of the ninth inning here, um, and the Cubs are down ten to nothing. So we got a real barn burner here, folks. Um, before anything else, before we move to, I guess, re talking about tomorrow's game, man. It's cor- or anything before I say anything else. Any anything at all? Oh, oh! I thought I thought you were going for something. No, no. not yeah. That kind of sucks that Omar Navarro, or, uh, Cody Hoyer gave him a home run. But yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Omar Navarro. Yeah. I looked at his numbers and like he's actually he's really good this season. He's been having a really good season. So he was on the White Sox. White Sox let him go. No one talks about it. <laughs> No one but, talks I mean, just about it. Talking about something nobody talks about. Like I, I was talking to uh, a couple of my friends. One's a Red Sox fan. One's a, a Cardinals fan. So we're talking, like, hey, like how upset he's. He's like, it was right after the Cubs got swept by the Sox. He goes, "How upset are you about you know the Cubs giving up Eloy and Cease?" And I'm like, "It sucks, but it doesn't like bother me to my core. Like yeah. stuff like that happens all the time. If it wasn't Cubs to White Sox." It's not mm-hmm. as it's not as notable. It's definitely notable, but it's not as notable. You're not getting thank you at Cubs like just to like like nonstop if it wasn't that way. Like just yeah. how, like the White Sox gave up Fernando Tatis for James Shields, and yes, <laughs> Tatis is like 16 when they did it, but still like that's pretty yeah. substantial. And like you're just like and you don't have Padres fans tweeting at White Sox. Thank you for Tatis. Like that's not happening unless I'm mistaken. Like that's mm. not so that's why I'm like it, look I look back at Quintana's numbers before the Cubs traded for him. You, mm. They weren't good. <laughs> like I I don't know what they were like it was like a 4 ERA for that season. I don't know what yeah, in 20 yeah in 2017 he was kind of having a down year, but if you look at his numbers as in a whole with his entire right tenure with the white Sox, he was one of the better pitchers in the american league so like he but like and so that's why it's not gonna bother me to you know to the day i die yeah it sucks and especially sucks when the cubs suck like this and they get Mm -hmm. their asses handed to them yeah but you know it's not gonna bother. i would say i would say the biggest trade or move that they didn't do that really bothered me the most was just 
and I, I'll say this forever, is just keeping Addison Russell around as long as they did, man. Because if they had moved on from him a lot sooner, not only do you avoid all the controversy and all of the shit, like the the you know the the bullshit from the media because of his stupidity, but you also figure out what to do with that position earlier. Uh, and perhaps maybe things go differently in 2019. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what much, like the only thing that they could have done differently was get rid of him sooner and they might, they would have had more time to figure it out. But I don't know if that really would have helped much. Who knows? First, I'm not even, I'm not even saying like 20, like, like before 20 or going into 2019 season. I'm talking like after 2017, like, like just he because had, it was play. He had a down year in 2017 compared to 2016. He was, uh, if you look at the advanced stats, he was like an average, like average baseball player. Like weighted runs created was right around 100. Like he was mm-hmm. an average baseball player. He was not anything spectacular. And, you know, Javi Baez was starting to kind of emerge. And I just wonder at that time if they would have been able to move him for, and get some decent, some decent pieces back. And who knows what happens? You know what I mean, right? So, and then, like I said, what happened happened. I and 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 to me, it's it still kind of has this dark cloud over the Cubs because of it, in my opinion. But anyway, man, um, let's move on to tomorrow's game because we're about forty minutes in, and the tomorrow's game is at one twenty uh, Thursday, one twenty at Wrigley Field. Kyle Hendricks against Brandon Woodruff going to be a real fucking barn burner, folks. Uh, <clears throat> Gary from Iowa jumps into the stream. He says, Hey guys, just to cheer you up, just to cheer you up. They are making Mountain Dew booze. Yeah. There's Ooh. a article on that on, on tap sportsnet.com. Hell yeah. I don't know. I don't know who wrote it, but I, I definitely saw it. Nice little plug there, Joe. Yeah. Um, that's how, that's any, how I saw the news actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I've been off the grid all day, so I have not seen it. I'm going to go find it. Um, so tomorrow the Cubs look to avoid the sweep. Uh, it's going to be really hard against that pitcher. Um, dude, your mic is, I don't know what it is, man, but it's coming in like making noises and stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe maybe this mic sucks. (laughs) Anyway, um, there you go. I don't know what you're doing, but it's stopped. Um, what do you what do you like for tomorrow, man? I mean, I know it's hard to really come up with anything, but I think I'll, perhaps I'll take the under on runs tomorrow. Uh, I th- I think you. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. You would hope. Um, <laughs> I think just anytime the Cubs are playing the Brewers, you look at Wilson Contreras, probably get hit. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll get hit and then just park one in the bleachers just for fun. I mean, anytime Kyle Hendricks is on the mound. Gets me a little bit excited. It'll move the needle just a little bit. Nothing too crazy, but yeah, it is something that I guess you know. In times like these, like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna appreciate Kyle Hendricks. Right, he's quite literally the best pitcher we got. Yep, so, just um, a bad thing. No, not a bad thing. I don't really. You got a fly W player. I'm with Wilson Contreras. All right, well then I'm gonna go with Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> um, the the game just went final. Cubs lose ten to nothing. An absolute shit show at Wrigley Field tonight. Thank God that uh, everything. Or thank God Burns didn't get eleven straight strikeouts. It was just just 
bad. But um, it's just so we get four hits, one error, no runs. Just absolutely just it's just this. We got a tough, a tough like last like 40 games, folks. It's going to be tough. I don't know what else to say. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Gareth from Iowa's uh, comment, though. Boys, cheer up. This is just practice for the 2022 division win. Hell yeah. Thank you. I like Thank that. Thank you. I like, I like those vibes, man. All right. Thank you. Um, anything else? I don't got anything else, man. Uh, before we get out of here, though, everyone, like J- Joe said earlier, this podcast, Cubs on Tap, is brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody on tap. You can follow Joe at Joe Maris. Uh, you can follow on tap Sportsnet at on tap Sportsnet anywhere on social media. So go find us and give us a nice little follow, subscribe, whatever. Go read all our stuff. It's a lot of good content here. So, uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Hopefully the Cubs can fucking win a game here or there. Um, maybe perhaps it will rain tomorrow and maybe we'll just won't have a game. I'd be okay with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Joe, let's get out of here the only way we know how, man. Let's go, Cubs.